Scott with SJWellPower.com. Final Days Report, episode 283. Today's VCast, we unlock why the globalists need World War III or SEAL IV for our total digital enslavement. Folks, these globalists, they test everything. And we're going to demonstrate within this VCast how Ukraine is the e-government test run that will be driven by artificial intelligence and linked to ID2020. Also, I want to introduce a new term from Lee Homan, the four D's of the globalist. And again, if you follow my ministry, I was a marketing director type for many, many years. And in marketing, you have the four P's, price, product, promotion, and placement. And some new scholars call it the eight P's. And it's just very succinct on how you market a product, get your price right, get your promotion strategy right, get your product right. That's the branding, you know, building the, the brand associations and equity. And Lee nails it with the four Ds. So let's read from LeeHoman.com. Globalists have another shock event plan in pursuit of the four Ds. And here they are. Digitization. They need to digitize everything. Every blade of grass will be digitized with smart dust, right? They're going to track everything with their technocracy, transhumanism agenda. We've covered that for two years Dehumanization, we're seeing that with uh, a boy can be a girl and vice versa. Destruction, we're seeing that with a supply chain getting destroyed and the chemicals being spilled everywhere and potential do weapons that are burning things up that we've proven basically are happening. Fire starting in Canada all at the same time. And then the last is depopulation. Obviously, we saw that. I wrote a book, Seal One is Open, that primes the fourth beast system that is iron, graphene, oxide, mix, and clay. You, a 40% death increase of 18 to 65-year-olds working from an insurance company that actually hires actuaries, the smartest mathematicians in the world. That is a genocide, my friends. But let's continue reading. The reason is simple. The billionaire globalist oligarchs desire to bring about a situation which involves digitization of money and human beings. That's that biohack, biohacking you. Destruction of all cultural norms, male, female genders, the ability to reproduce without technology, the birthing pods that we've always covered, and depopulation. Think Deagle Report. Can't make this stuff up. Of those deemed useless eaters. These are the four Ds needed to bring about the total control that the globalist technocrats seek to extend over all human behavior in a reconstructed world run by artificial intelligence. I think artificial intelligence is the fake God. It'll be omnipresent. Lucifer is the great copycat. And based on the elimination of all fossil fuel usage by the common man. This is enslavement, my friends. Remember, you breathe carbon dioxide, right? We always talk about that. It's a Club of Rome strategy. Humans are the disease spreaders, and humans are the polluters, and they need to be culled. All right, let's continue about the uh, the Ds. It's this dystopian soul trap. Really, there's a fifth D, and it's a dystopian soul trap. When they actually get all of their Ds together, especially digitization where you're tied up to the AI hive mind and you lose your free will, but you'll have an IQ of 5,000, you will lose your soul. You will ultimately blaspheme the Holy Ghost. But let's talk about within this article, he talks about Russia. I've always said 70, 30, 70% NATO and the, the Western uh, so-called globalist elite are poking the bear. 30% were watching theater and I've, you know, maybe it's a 50-50. And I, I thought this was interesting because I've done many podcasts about Russia 
how they're bringing in this artificial intelligence, I guess, tracking system. They're playing ball there. And we know Putin was part of the uh, World Economic Forum, Young Leaders. So it seems like theater to me. But Lee has an interesting point here. Let's read. Russia and Putin may be on board with digitization, but not with the other three Ds of dehumanization, destruction of all cultural norms, and depopulation, largely due to the strong influence of the Russian Orthodox Church, which which remains much more traditional in its thinking than the Roman Catholic Church. So he goes on to say that Russia is a bit of a thorn on the globalists. They're not agreeing to this beast system in its entirety of the four Ds. Let's continue reading. Russia is an obstacle to their plans for a truly one world system, not because of Putin being any kind of hero, but because of the Russian people and their will to survive under a pure Russian leader. They will not accept the World Economic Forum puppet like the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand and Europe have accepted to rule over them. They don't mind an authoritarian strongman, but it must be a real Russian who is in charge. And I think the proof point you know, I, I read that statement. It just reminded me how Russia went into Syria and actually helped save Christians from getting behead, beheaded by USA ISIS and Israel ISIS, right? So I think there's some, some truth to this, uh, but they're probably on board the, with this digitization because we've proven that with multiple VCASs of the technology, the facial recognition systems that they're putting in. Let's talk about the Ukraine e-government. I saw a promotion video on this, and I was just moved. They have war as a cover for e-government. If you think about it, if this was a true war, Russia could knock out the electrical grid in five seconds, and this e-government test run would fall on its face. And that's one of those things where I'm like, is this a 70% they're poking the bear, 30% we're watching theater? To me, Russia could knock out the grid. Granted, they would have a humanitarian disaster, and maybe that's why they haven't done it. But if they wanted to win this war quickly, that's probably what they would do. And I've listened to generals talk about the same thing. But again, there'd be a lot of death uh, if you knock the power grid out. So in my humble opinion, I think we're watching theater to bring in this one world government. And my 70-30 split probably is more like 50-50. But let's read on the Ukraine e-government. 63% of Ukrainians use state e-services. Users' numbers grow for third year in a row. In just three years since the establishment of the ministry, digital transformation, we made a big leap in digitization. Ukraine became the first country in the world where digital smartphone passports, I found that creepy, become full legal analogs of ordinary documents. Ukraine became the fourth country in Europe to have a digital driver's license. Yummy. We have launched the world's fastest business registration, the digital signature on smartphone and many other services. They go on to talk about with different articles, 100 services to 120 services. And here's where I think this gets even more nefarious is they're painting the Ukraine president Zelensky as this hero. He's not a hero. He's just following the ID 2020 enslavement system. And I've covered this probably a hundred times of this digital identity where you need your digital identity for healthcare, financial services, to get food, to travel. It's going to be your want, want, want passports for humanitarian responses, for e-commerce, to get on social media platforms. And then there's the e-government, telecommunications. So you won't be able to do anything 
unless you have your ID 2020. And what a great way to actually bring this in with war. Now, here's where it gets nefarious because they're going to take away your rights. And we've covered this at length with the 17 sustainable development goals. So they're going to take away your means to actually have water. They said everybody needs water, but then what they'll do is they will monitor your water. They'll ration your water. And again, check out our our podcast in terms of decoding the witch speak of the United Nations 17 global sustainable development goals. I mean, it's, it's just an enslavement system. But I want to play this video of this interview with the head of IT for Ukraine of this app and 100, 120 services, and it it just screams enslavement. And you need to think about this, and I might get a little repetitive, with overlaying FedNow type services where the government knows everything you spend, with universal basic income, with central bank digital currencies that are programmable, traceable money, with blockchain where everything is on a block, you're chained, Right? It's evil. Then you think about this transhumanism biohacking you with nanotech. I mean, it's it's just a wicked but brilliant strategy if you want to control the population. Let's roll it. It's seven minutes long, but it's a must listen. With nearly six million Ukrainians displaced inside Ukraine, one public service app has become a crucial lifeline. It's called DIA, that's Ukrainian for action. And thanks to a $25 million U.S. investment, nearly half of Ukraine's population is actively now using the app to track Russian troops, report damage from Russian strikes, and secure loans to fix it. The app also houses passports and uh, allows Ukrainians to access social aid and more than 100 other crucial services. Helping lead the effort is USAID Administrator and former UN Ambassador Samantha Power and Ukraine's Minister of Digital Transformation, Mikhailo Fedorov. Both joined me Tuesday with the help of a translator for an exclusive interview after they did a public rollout here in Washington. Thank you both for being here. So, Minister, this is just an extraordinary app. You helped design it, create it. The, the technological advances in Ukraine have really stunned the world and impressed the world. Tell us about it. First of all, we have a big ambition mission to create Ukraine as the most convenient country in uh, the terms of public services. And uh, we have a big potential for it because in Ukraine now, uh, 300,000 IT specialists, and we have a political will uh, to implement uh, new transformation decisions uh, to transform our country. And DIA is answer how we can build to build uh, the most convenient country in the world. And we launched 100 services. We became the first country in the world who legalized and launched an electronic passport. And now in Washington, uh, we presented uh, the opportunities of our digital country. It's just extraordinary. Administrator Power, Ambassador Power. Uh, so USAID helped fund this $25 million as sort of a startup. But what Ukraine has done, I mean, we first saw it in the days of the invasion, which was you know, basically stopping the cyber attacks in their tracks, which everyone had expected Russia to have such a great advantage of. 
it is really hard to find words to describe the technological sophistication of Ukrainians' young people. We have a 32-year-old deputy prime minister here beside me um, of the uh, tech specialists uh, that Mikhailo mentioned. Um, Dia was uh, a gleam in someone's eye just in 2019, and here we are just four years later, uh, a massive full-scale invasion later, and you have more than 120 services available to citizens. And they've adapted in wartime so skillfully. Uh, So now internally displaced people who would have had to wait in line and maybe outside, you know, lining up for blocks to get access uh, to payments, they just do it with one click on the phone. Uh, Mikhailo's neighborhood was bombed last night as it happens, and he was showing me photos of a couple of the buildings in his neighborhood that had uh, bomb damage at the top. What will happen later today, if it hasn't already, will somebody will go and they will take a photo of the bomb damage upload it, and very soon they will get an assessment of how much that damage is. And after that, they will, with their phone, be able to then apply for compensation or for uh, material support to fix the damage. It has just become one-stop shop, and it was Zelensky's vision in 2019 to create the start in the... It was Zelensky's vision in 2019 to create the state in a smartphone or the state in an app, and miraculously... The war hasn't slowed that progress down. It's accelerated the progress. The other aspect of it, um, Mikhailo talked about convenience, which I think citizens' experience of government is so much about, is government making my life simpler and more convenient, or is it making it harder? And this app is something that I think the president in Ukraine has used to enhance the state's legitimacy, which of course is up anyway because of the invasion. But nonetheless, this is about democracy delivering in the lives of citizens, which is something President Biden talks a lot about as well. How do you stop the Russians from being able to access some of these damage assessments and troop assessments that you're able to transmit through the app? Because uh, cybersecurity is uh, fundamental of uh, our uh, successful history. Because uh, cybersecurity is is fundamental to the success of your whole history. Yeah, because of where you cybersecurity is the yeah. uh, foundation of uh, yeah. our product. Because um, we uh, support the approach, uh, the product by design. Uh, cybersecurity by design. Uh, Dia, do, uh, Dia doesn't save data. Dia, Dia is a platform uh, which connect uh, the different registers. So the vulnerability, the vulnerability that you would have if the government was storing all the data, the vulnerability to hackers, but also privacy and surveillance concerns, they have addressed as a design feature by creating the platform, but not itself, not the government itself storing the data. Um, But at the same time, Mikhailo wears another hat, not just creating DIA, which is to work on cybersecurity protection across all ministries. And that is, as you say, that is the dog that is not barking in this war. Putin has invested hundreds of millions of dollars in trying to take down Ukrainian government functionality through cyber attacks and they have withstood those attacks just like they've withstood conventional weapons attacks. Um, what is the future here 
as you develop these technologies, are the students who are coming up in Ukraine uh, conversant with, are they a bit, uh, able to do all of these things? Uh, yes, of course. And uh, now we share our expertise uh, with uh, other countries. For, for example, Estonia will launch their government app on uh, basis of Estonia? code Estonia. The number one e-governance country in the it world? In two weeks. And uh, it's a good proof uh, of our products. So another export from Ukraine in the middle of a war. Well, I, I was, you can see on his jacket, you know, the Ukrainian flag is Ukrainian flag is Ukrainian wheat in the eye. And that is symbolic of how much wheat Ukraine has, has shipped to the world, of course, as the breadbasket. But now it is becoming known for its tech. And the fact that Estonia, which is the stuff of legend for its e-governance, is turning to Ukraine to get access to its code and, and its software. And USAID is now working with the Ukrainian government to look at other developing countries in Africa and beyond that could use this kind of digital infrastructure, including the cybersecurity protection. Well, Minister Fedorov, thank you so much. It's such a treat. Again, Zelensky is an actor, and he had this great vision for e-governance. But it just so happened to fit the World Economic Forum and these globalists' strategic imperatives and platforms, linking back to ID2020. And I think the scary thing is they're taking this platform everywhere. I've watched probably three or four different videos and read a couple articles. They're going to these third world countries and they're launching this enslavement system. And convenience, I don't know if you noticed this, convenience is how they're actually saying, hey, it's very, very convenient. We have over 120 services to give you at your fingertips. Then they're going to roll in universal basic income, central bank digital currency, and you're going to even be more enslaved. If you didn't have your next version of CO1, right, Boas toxin, to defile you with their mRNA technology with the poison, you probably won't be able to travel. And oh, by the way, what's your carbon footprint with all the trackers that we've covered in this news ministry? But some of the platforms that they actually are using within this app, urban planning, customs, social security, those, those are payments, judicial system, taxation, healthcare, state registration and notary systems, land relations. Unbelievable, my friends. All ties to ID2020, and they will overlay the social credit score of China, where if, when you're online, if you actually post something that's bad, You'll be put in handcuffs. You'll be kicked off society. This is that beast system. The Antichrist comes in. He's going to make war with the saints. You're a saint and overcome them. It's going to like be punching you and punching you and punching you and punching you. You're going to need, you're going to need some supernatural guidance and wisdom with this system. You can see, you can see a horse basically getting fenced in. We're the horse. The Christians are the horse. I just really summarizing 100% of government services are online. 6 million Ukrainians participate in, in the digital skills development program. IT represents 10% of the country's GDP. And if there wasn't an overlay of evil, if you didn't know this one world government system, I'm sure this would be great. Technology can be used for good and evil. 
And and so I think there's some benefit here, but you just know the playbook. You know the plan. You know the ultimate goal. You know the biohack strategy, this transhumanism strategy. You know the war on motherhood, the war on being able to give birth. I'm telling you, when I saw this, it just it just raised my eyebrow. And again, artificial intelligence after the system is built in, it's probably is overlay or underlaid within this architecture. This IT architecture is artificial intelligence that will be all knowing. Check out the final days report 282 AI all seeing eye. We go deep into that topic. And so you can't look at these different subjects or the news in its little silo. You need to weave in the strategic platforms on what they want to do. And going back to the four D's, I think you did a very nice job summarizing the digitization of co- accordingly. And here's why I think they need seal four is they launched this e-government with Ukraine, with a so-called with a war and, and the grid's not down. And so they're able to actually function. It's almost like they'll need this controlled war this theater of war, death will be real to us. Pain and suffering will be real to us, but they need this controlled war to bring in this one world government. You can see it. Let's read seal four. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. And I looked and behold, a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him and powers given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword. There's your war and with hunger. So with war, there'll be hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. Now the beast of the earth you know, God gave the animals a fear of man. I think that's going to be lifted. But also, uh, I think a listener sent this to me. Could the beast of this earth also be these transhumanism or, or robots? Like, I'm just seeing more and more, like, dogs with guns on them, that sort of thing. And we did a podcast with San Francisco saying, we let's, let's arm robots. And we'll only use it in hairy situations. They slow boil you, Right. So when are they going to start arming these robots, the rise of Skynet, if you will? So let's summarize. Personally, I definitely think that they need World War III to bring in this e-government system, and it fits ID2020. It fits this digitization of everything. What a great way to enslave you. Hey, government's still working, but it's via an app. And oh, by the way, Dia, that logo looks demonic to me. It looks absolutely demonic to me. So let's pray that this Luciferian plan, this enslavement government system is stopped. And one of the theories our ministries have, if you know your Bible, is the 10 Kings might just be tech companies. And more and more I research this, I think there's something to this. Because if you noticed in the Ukrainian IT's interview, he said, or or maybe it was the woman from the United States, that the data is not stored with the government. It's stored offline. So if Amazon or some of these big tech companies have access to this and then they overlay artificial intelligence, it's this beast system, my friends. So Scott with SJWellfire.com, make sure you sign up for our alerts.